You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. Hey there, Grimsters and Gremlins. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of uh, AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. We're here talking Grim Once We Were Gods. We were gods. Episode 315. This was probably one of my favorite episodes of Grim ever. I knew it would be. I did. I was sitting at home and I was like, oh my god. Zach is going to love this episode. This hit everything that I love about Grimm. It hit the history. Mm-hmm. It hit the the like intricate world of the Vessen with the council. Yep. It we got like creepy baby stuff going on. There's a little bit of like romance tension there. Yeah. With uh, Adeline and Meisner, hopefully. <laughs> um, and we got Wu actually with some character development. All good. Yeah. Everything was good about this episode. I I was sitting at home and I was so excited. Ma- ma- mainly, I was excited that you were going to be excited. <laughs> Is that weird? Because I liked it too. I did, but I knew that you would love it. Yeah. Oh, it was it was exactly what I wanted to yeah. see. Yeah. And w- we opened up the episode. Uh, well, first of all, I'm Zach Wilson. Oh yeah. I should introduce ourselves. I'm Zach Wilson. Joining me on the panel is uh, we welcome back Yell. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back. Unfortunately, <laughs> the family is not together. Not yet. Because Dylan fell under the weather, Aww. and his voice was a little shaky, and he unfortunately was not able to join us tonight. But he'll be back next week. Fingers crossed we'll have all three people yeah. together for the first time ever. That'd be great. <laughs> um, but let's jump right in. We open up on the the quote as, a, You shall become corrupt. You shall not become putrid. You shall be not become worms. Dun, dun, dun. Which um, I looked it up, and it's from the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Ah. This is actually this is like not it's not a, exactly a myth. This is straight from the Egyptians' prayer book. It's spell number one fifty four. Ah. Um, so I guess it's like a prayer that they would say over the dead. Um, you should not become putrid. You shall not become worms. They basically say like the, it's the mummy. It's the yeah. preservation of. The body. It's, so it's what they've done here. They've preserved a vessel, not just a preserved vessel, but preserved it full voga. Yeah. Which is apparently incredibly difficult and incredibly painful and horrifying I can, for the vessel. Yeah. I, I think it it's easy to imagine that that's what that situation is because you have to keep it. I think Monroe said that you have to keep the vessel terrified. Yeah. To keep them in that form as you mummify them. You have to keep them alive for a while while they're frightened and in pain. Yeah. And this is such a crazy vessel. It, it got me so excited that they were doing this because I love it, love it, love it when 
they use history. Yeah, you do. To it's just it's my favorite thing on this show. You've said it a bunch. And I, know, I know, I know, and this is exactly what I keep talking about. <laughs> like all the stuff with Hitler, and then now we have the Egyptian gods, and yeah. the, the t- once we were gods, and Monroe says it at one point. Like it's something that if you ever saw a, a Vessen, especially in the old days, mm-hmm. like a human not aware of what Vessen are, right. you would assume it was a god. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting concept, and I think it's really um, – it makes sense that that's what people would think, and that's where the idea of these gods came from. And I think it's really nice because I love how this show will take something that's so out there in folklore or, or whatever and make it like this could be real. Yeah. Here is how. It's explained – like the show not only – it uses the basic concept just explains where all of our folklore comes from. Mm-hmm. And now it's explaining where our religious things come from. Yeah. And I love that. It's great. Um, the Anubis, the Vessin Anubis. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that when they showed the preview and everything, I saw, I thought that they were going to have been the pharaohs mm-hmm. themselves. And so that they would be – the like the powerful ones of that era, like pharaohs were secretly Anubises. Oh, interesting. I was totally wrong. Yeah, they were tortured. They were closer to like to the Jews of of the era. They said right. they were slaves. They were lower common because they had to find one amongst the. It's it's a weird balance that they have in that society mm-hmm. of like they are seen as gods, but they can be tortured. They can, they're essentially slaves. Right. The, it, I I enjoyed that parallel, and especially I thought it came out when Monroe and Rosalie got introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because they this is the first time we've ever seen, to my at least in my memory, of a Vessin that is like uh, seeing their heritage, saying that they have their heritage towards a different Vessin. Yeah. Like, usually you have Monroe talking about the heritage of Blutbots, and, like, Rosalie will talk about Fuchsbau, and everybody talks about their line. But this is the first time we've ever seen them take pride in a a Vessin that is not their own species. That's true. It's usually they look back and they say, well, like, my Vessin, you know, my species or Mm -hmm. or this kind of Vessin, and they don't get along with this other Vessin. And these Vessin are bad because of this, and these ones are scary because of this. This is, you're right, the first time that they were, like, we were awesome and look how awesome these people were like that's so cool this it's, is our history yeah it's our history even though it's not my species i guess yeah i mean and it's a it's a great thing and there's the as they introduce um we once after we meet the uh professor vera gates mm-hmm. and we get into that um she found they find the sarcophagus in the middle of a Hole? Yeah. I don't know where they were exactly. They were doing, I believe they were doing construction on the university and they found a secret room that shouldn't have been there. Yeah. That was just a, like, cemented, blocked up room that used to be there, I guess. Yeah. Which is weird why they would have, like, Egyptian artifacts buried in Oregon. I I think that they said that it was shipped there for study mm-hmm. years and years ago. And they just kept it in a room that got boarded up? Maybe the Beote... Pauli, mm-hmm. Beote Pauli. Yes. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I had to write it phonetically, and that is what I have. Okay. <laughs> um, which is another Vessin little organization that mm-hmm. we get, that they are the protectors of Vessin culture, right. essentially. 
Um, I thought that, that was, I, I love all these little organizations that pop up. It, this sort of, it, they're terror, like this guy is seen as a terrorist. Yeah. He's from, like, he's an Irish terrorist, so you get an immediate, like, IRA, mm-hmm. uh, p- parallels there of somebody trying to protect their culture, protect their people through really terrible methods. Yeah. I like your message, don't like your methods. So right. let's change that up. Uh, like murdering a security guard. Let's not do that. Yeah. Because they break in. They're trying to find out that they, they want to like protect this body because, and it's also this thing is full voga, so mm-hmm. that, that's a, that's a pretty big discovery. Yeah, uh, the professor's trying to justify it by saying it's a mutation. Yeah, it's a fake. That was so they designed weird. a skeleton to look like it's an Anubis. Yeah, that was so weird like, that she like when they did the the like. Uh, what were they doing? The uh, MRI, not the MRI. The, the CAT X-ray. scan. Yeah, that, all that. CAT scan, MRI, X-ray. That they're thing. Try- yeah, they're trying <laughs> to figure out, I mean, it's they're trying to figure out a scientific explanation right. for why this mummy is shaped this way. So they, th- they put it through the CAT scan and they, they're shocked to find what they, and she immediately tries to justify it the way that the human mind would. Right. They put, they try to make logical sense. It can't be real. Yeah. This is fake. Or it's some sort of deformed person yeah well it has to be there has to be a logical explanation this isn't something fantastic Mm -hmm. it's just there's something to explain it there's a way we can explain what's going on here Mm -hmm. um and so with that uh pull for an explanation we're gonna take a quick break and i'm going to let maria menounos our executive producer here at after buzz tv explain a little bit about her new show, Chasing Maria Menounos, which is going to air on Oxygen on March 18th. Tuesdays on Oxygen. I'm Maria Menounos, and my life can get a little crazy. I host Extra. I'm an actor, producer, dancer, wrestler, and a lot of other things. I live with Kevin, my boyfriend of 15 years. Do you really love me? I would say that I'm in serious like. And my parents. Yep. I just said I live with my parents. You drive me crazy. You drive me crazy. My parents want us to get married. You both love each other. Get married. Kevin and I don't. I am going to get married when I want to get married. I think I want kids. Kevin definitely doesn't want them now. This is being pushed on to us. And of course, my parents wanted them yesterday. This year, you got to have it. And I have a house full of people counting on me financially. If I take my eye off the ball, everything can fall apart. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or wants us to do. It's what we want to do. Everyone things that they know what's best for me but i'm really the only one i have got to figure things out chasing maria menounos is so new every tuesday at 10 9 central starting march 18th only on oxygen i am so excited for that show yeah i mean well it's gonna be on oxygen again march 18th so uh if you love maria menounos we thank her so much for helping us do all these after buzz shows and you can go check out her show and in a way you can help us out yeah you can folks at home is to help us out on iTunes. Um, it's a it's a big deal for us here. I mean, we we do these shows. We spend a lot of time and effort on these shows, and we want to make them the best shows that we can for you. And we know that you, as much as we love these shows, you love these shows, and we need your help, basically, is what I'm saying. We need your help. And the way that you can help us is to go to iTunes. You can give us a rating. You can go to YouTube, give us a little like, let us know let us know in the comments you can talk about theories with us search like rating us subscribing to us all that stuff it helps us be searchable 
It helps people find our podcast and so more people can listen to it. Because we want to be the best Grim podcast out there. And we came late to the game. We started this just this season. We want to be the best one. And that's going to help us get guests in the future. Um, because we're if we're the number one podcast. I'm just saying, That's a great uh, intro line. Yeah, it is. If I ever meet uh, Nick Burkhart. I don't know. Not, not totally. Well, I prefer to call him by Nick. We're doing the after buzz here. He's just Nick for right now. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, go on YouTube and go on iTunes. Rate, subscribe. Let us know what you think. We're going to do some quick uh, shout outs. Here's for- what I'm going to do first. Before we do shout outs, I want to say that if we could get 100 reviews on iTunes by San Diego Comic-Con, which is in July, that gives us a long time. If we can get 100 when I am there... I will go out of my way to find the cast of Grimm and invite them onto the show. That's what I'm going to do for us. If All we right. can get 100 reviews, not Yell just ratings. Yeah, break we'll break security protocols yeah. at Comic-Con. She will po- probably have to punch a security guard if you break, get us to 100 ratings. We only have 89 to go. Yeah. 89 to go. Let's get started. You got till July. I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Enchanted Rose, who on, on iTunes says, uh, Great podcast. Thank you, AfterBuzz, for a grim podcast. The hosts are knowledgeable and fun, Aww. and they work well together, recapping episodes and discussing characters and theories. Fellow Grimsters, you should listen to this podcast. Oh, Thank you so much. Yes, you should listen to this podcast, although if you're hearing this, you already are. Yeah. Um, I want to do some shout-outs to YouTube, because you can find us on YouTube and comment there as well. Um, and gives us give us thumbs up. That would be great, too. Um, we have a Trey Devin, Samuel Jr., Baldado, uh, Joseph Ortiz, Lisa, uh, Liza Muniz, um, Nicolo Asi, Gabriel Nelson, and Phyllis Rhodes, who uh, wrote something for, for yeah, you, Yeah, I want to I, – well, I, I was called out last week when I was talking with Dylan about the episode in the Swang, mm-hmm. saying that they were everybody was trying to say that they didn't eat the baby. But in this episode this week, Wu confirms that they do eat the baby. Yeah. That's a really dark thing to talk about. It's gross. Especially for me to get so excited about. But yes, they do. the Aswang do eat the babies. They eat the babies, guys. All right, let's get back <laughs> into it. On. Um These two guys, like, these two guys that break into the uh, the study, the, the lab, rather. Robert Jason Taylor, uh, who, the one who dies, and Carl John Herman. Yeah, they break in and... This is about sending a message for them. Mm-hmm. They also spray paint some hieroglyphics. They like that's the new graffiti hieroglyphics. Yeah. Heck yeah! Write your method. Write your message in graffiti hieroglyphics. And it said, "I protect the dead." Yeah, I mean that's that's what they're doing. They yeah. are looking out for the people that can't look out for themselves because mm-hmm. they've passed away. And they and but but the security shows up and it all goes to hell. Yeah, from there. It's not good. And that's when the Vesson Council has to get involved. Mm-hmm. And that's when, for Nick and for Monroe and Rosalie, it all goes to hell. Yep. Again, um, Alexander shows up and Nick is just not happy. And the last time we saw Alexander was when the Vesson were robbing banks using their Voga form. Mm-hmm. Not uh, as math. Well, because the council's job is to prevent anyone from finding out right. about the Vesson community, which in the, this day and age is, I imagine, a much more difficult job yeah. than it was years ago. Mm-hmm. With, oh, it takes as a uh, little quick uh, camera. You just, you know, just up record. Yeah. 
somebody voguing in public. Although, this is the interesting thing, is that we found out this week that also uh, you can't tell on video unless they've like done it intentionally. Right. Because Nick sees the the nubis on the, the film mm-hmm. voguing, but the others can't see it. That was so weird. That was really cool. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a question that I've actually had for a while. Like, what if you took a picture of uh, right. a Vesson? I think, I mean, in the bank robbery uh, situation, for example, that we saw way back when, I think that would have been an example of when it was done intentionally and you can see it. Because we've yeah. seen that they can let you see it. Yeah, and I mean, Wu sees the right. Swang, even though he can't, and Hank sees mm-hmm. occasionally, he sees saw Monroe. So right. the, it's one of those, like, it takes a lot of explanation, but there are clear rules here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, what I really liked was that when Alexander came from the council, he said that the, um, the Beote Paule, sorry guys, uh, that they are this, you know, little, this group that the the council accepts and and knows that they're doing what they're doing and they don't question their methods, but this time they went too far. Yeah, they stay out of their way, but this time that's why they had to interview. Because I think usually the council and the Beote Pali are on the same page yeah. in terms of what they want. This is the Vesson, because this isn't the royals. Mm-hmm. This is the Vesson, not elected, but like essentially an elected body. Right. A body that's put in place to protect things. Mm-hmm. Both of them, in a sense, Beote Pali more ragtag group of his, history buffs, I guess, who are violent and want to... That's per- a great way to put them. Violent. The Beote Pally are violent history buffs. Yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, but he shows up and he's like, I want to talk to the Grim. Yeah, he he just shows up at um, the spice shop and bothers Mer- Monroe and Rosalie. And Monroe is like, he he's not sure that this guy knows who he is. Right. And so now he does. Oh, yeah, that's so scary. But they're they t- they're tempted to get the council involved. We've never seen. Mon- I thought it was really cool that Monroe and Rosalie are actually actively against sort of the what we thought, what we think that they would want to do mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah, they're very they're, they're very passionate about like stealing this mummy, basically. Yeah, which they're they're studying it. Mm-hmm. They it, it's hard to see it as very offensive. When it's just they've they've they didn't dig this up. They didn't go grave robbing. They found a mummy. Yeah, they're not planning on. It's not like they're they they burn it. It's not like the the scientists are planning on burning it. They're just doing some like cat scans. And yeah, stuff. but the scientists after they did the cat scans and stuff wanted to then show it and, and display it for the world. Yeah, that's what they were against. I guess it raises the question of which Vessen and want to. Do they like living in the shadows, hiding this part of their lives? Well, I think that was definitely brought up. Sorry, to, but I think no. that was definitely brought up that Monroe was saying, we once we were gods. Mm-hmm. Like, do we want to keep living this way or can we go back to the way it was? But, like, that's the thing is, like, they, yes, they're stronger than humans. They all have, like, cool little powers mm-hmm. and stuff. But are they really gods? Like, they, they aren't. They're still mortal. They're still people. Why is does the why is the status quo that everybody has to be divided? I don't know. And that's I mean I'm hoping that that's a theme that this is going to sort of kick off mm-hmm. more of, because uh, I would love to see maybe season four or five like four or five when 
the council just lose like they lose control mm-hmm. and Vessen are just known to the world. That would be so interesting. That, I, I, I say season, not season four. It would probably be a lot further down season the line. Season eight. <laughs> I don't know if I would want that. Maybe like five or six. All right. Because that's such a – it's such a game changer mm-hmm. that I think that while I loved this episode, the Nubis was still Vessen of the Week yeah. format. And I think that when you – if you twist that, that thing around – it's like with Buffy. I mean there's some – Buffy people that were Buffy Angel people that were involved in the creation of the show. Mm-hmm. It could it offers a, a huge change, like introducing a new set of slayers to the world. Like yeah. towards the end, there that changed the game and it made the show so much more interesting because the characters weren't still in their little spots. Right. Like I don't want Nick and Juliet to like have a relationship drama anymore, unless it's with because Nick meets another Grim. Which please. I want to meet another Grim so bad. And fall in love with her? I don't want him to fall in love with her, but like I want more I just want more Grimms. Ah, okay. It feels like there's that's a piece of this world we're not getting. Well, I think until we get what we really need before we even get to more Grimms and more um, you know, the whole world knowing about Vessen, before we even get there, what we really need is an explanation of how the council works, how the royals work, what their powers are, which is something we've been talking about for yes. weeks. And I and I assume that Victor's involvement, like him becoming bigger and bigger and bigger of a character, mm-hmm. and the baby now, yeah. they're, they're going to have to explain this, these crazy powers that the baby has. Yeah. Which could be dark royal thing. Maybe. What's going on? This baby has like all kinds of stuff going on. It's part hex and beast. It's part devil. royal. It's part devil blood. It is Rosemary's baby. That's what that is. <laughs> it is a creepy, creepy baby. Yeah. Um. Let's start. Let's talk. Well, before we talk about the baby, right. I would would yes. love to. There's just one line that I thought was really good and really strong that where Carl was talking about because it's such a strong thing for him mm-hmm. says it's not a discovery it's a sacrilege yeah and that basically kicks off the entire episode mm-hmm. i just thought that was a great quote that really brought it up and then when the council asks nick to stop him to mm-hmm. like to not just to stop him but to kill him right. and nick says no that's not what i do and i'm not at your beck and call mm-hmm. alexander <laughs> then he gets in his car and he's like what do you want to do about it you want to take this outside I'll take you down alexander Oh, Alexander. Uh, but they end up, they they agree that, I think Nick is, he he sees Mon, that Monroe and Rosalie feel strongly about this. Right. And that sort of is what sets him, lets him let it go. It's kind of like he doesn't, he knows kind of what's right and wrong. Like he knows killing people's wrong and, and um, saving people's right. But when it comes to things like, you know, what you were saying about the, the scientists just wanted to, to like investigate and do some tests on it. That's all. He is with us on the human side, even though he's a grim, and he mm-hmm. doesn't know what's right and wrong within the Vesson world. And I think he looks to um, them and Rosalie to get there. Like, is this is this a bad thing? Do I need to do I need to fix this? Oh, okay, I'll fix this. You know what I mean? I think that's what he. Yeah, does. I, Monroe has been a huge since Nick's first introduction to the Vesson world. Mm-hmm. Monroe's been there, help like holding his hand, right? In a way, he's kind of his moral compass in the Vesson world. Yeah, to help him not just be there for him to help out on cases, but to help show him what he's supposed to do, like how he's supposed to behave, or as going against what he's supposed mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, which is Nick's big battle on this whole show. Yeah. Um, 
So the baby. The baby. Yes. The creepy, creepy baby. Creepy baby. Is alive now. It's been born. Yeah. Well, it's been alive for a long time because it's been like pressing its face up against your skin. Where was the Aswang when this baby was still in in utero? What would would happen if an Aswang ate... Adeline's baby. I feel like it would, would it be... become like mega a swang, like with all he- <laughs> these hex and beast powers too. I feel like it would be like you know when a, a a mosquito bites you if you flex it explodes. I think that's what would happen. That's oh what I God. decided would happen. That swang would explode. Maybe. Yeah. It just explode with power, with the raw power of the baby, <laughs> and the baby would just be sitting there in the middle of all the blood and gore. Like, so who wants to play? Exactly. Because that's what this baby's about. It's causing it. It puts a the the heartbeat flashback mm-hmm. was crazy. Cr- I don't know what that means because yeah. we get uh, Meisner walking through the woods. He's just gathering firewood or whatever. Yeah, checking the surroundings, and he sees the baby out in the woods, and we're like, "What? The, how the, the baby, yeah? How the hell did the baby get here? <laughs> yeah." I almost swore there and I, I stopped myself. But it was uh-huh. one of those, it was definitely, it was a swear worthy moment where you're watching and you're like, why is there a baby sitting all alone in the woods? I was like, Adeline went crazy and like left it out there. That's what I thought happened. Uh, yeah, I, I thought Adeline ran away or the baby tra- like tra- teleported itself out there. It's got crazy powers we're yeah. seeing. So it's only a matter of time. Before, it's it, We're going to see more and more of like what it's capable of. Mm-hmm. It's Now it's like astral projecting itself into the woods. That is so creepy. Uh, and he picks up he picks up firewood thinking it's the baby and gets it all the way back. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the thing is Adeline said we needed wood to start a fire. Yeah. Did the baby like communicate that? And that's why he picked up. The firewood? Maybe. It's like, we need wood. And so the baby knows what he would need to, like, pick up. He's like, picks up what he thinks is the baby. Maybe because they need wood. I see what you're saying. That's a bit of a stretch, but... Maybe the baby is that awesome. The ba- I mean, it's got... It's able to kill a guy with a pen from the womb. Yeah. And then it's, it lit the fire, right? Yes. Yeah. It, it lit did, the so fire. Evidence. Yeah. So you're right. um i mean there's clearly a psychic they they talk about cycling between mothers and children right this is something much much deeper yeah but the second heartbeat what do you think that second heartbeat was Uh, the fact that it's the devil or it's a time lord it's (laughs) time lords have two crossover yeah adeline actually Gave birth like, to the doctor. Met and hooked up with a Time Lord somehow and gave birth to the like the only other Time Lord out there. <laughs> Crossover special. Sorry, guys. Doctor Who fans in the house. Everyone is so con- – half the audience is so confused. Yeah. Time, the Time Lord is not a Vessin. Just ignore guys. what just happened. <laughs> um, but so – the and, but, uh, the other things going on in Vienna is that Sebastian gets caught, and we knew he was caught last week, right? When they're like somebody told, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she, um, the witch yeah. has no reason. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm blanking on her name, yeah, but she has no reason to to lie mm-hmm. at the, in this point, and they know it's Sebastian, and Renard's trying to get in touch with him, and he can't, so he knows something's wrong. You know, it's terrible. 
I'm over Sebastian. I really liked him up until this point. But as soon as we saw Meisner without a shirt on, I was like, all right, I'm done with Sebastian. I, I did. I really want Adeline and uh, Is that how the female audience is reacting to, to, the, to those two now? I don't know if that's how the female audience, that's how I'm reacting. I'm super over Sebastian. The fact that they tortured him and he gave up where he left them off means he was weak and Renard shouldn't have trusted him. Um, and I'm over him because I think that I want Meisner and Adeline to get together. <laughs> Are we shipping? Yeah, Adeline and Meisner. I'm totally shipping. They're, they're that. really they they do seem to be hitting it off, and yeah. it would cause some interesting drama when Renard gets back in the picture, right? And with the um, the oh, oh, what are they called? The group, the 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 Verat. That are hunting them? No, the... I'm not sure which... There's a lot of groups I in know, there, Now there are even more groups. Yeah. We got the um, Beody Pally. We got the Council. The yeah. Council. We got the Royals. We got the... The Resistance. The we got the Resistance. Them. The Resistance. The Resistance. I think okay. it would be great. I wanted to call them the Revolution. Um, but the Resistance would be... I think that would be even more dramatic if they're together and they go back to the Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Sorry, I'm and they shitting. start leading the resistance with this baby at the helm, like Simba. They're just holding yeah. her up. I ship it. It will be so. Uh, but we need it. if we're going to ship them, we need a name. Madeline. Madeline, what a terrible name! I love it. <laughs> Done. Yeah, tweet at me, Madeline. Adelizner. That's that's way too long. <laughs> I want I want tweets from Madeline fans. That's what I want. All right, all right. You heard her. Tweet at me. Um, but so I think Sebastian giving it like Sebastian for me. My I was actually more angry at Renard because he told him to go back. They got Adeline out. Mm-hmm. Get him out of there. You've done the biggest thing that you're possibly going to do. He is so dangerously close to getting caught. Maybe I guess it buys you a little bit of time since like if Sebastian disappears, mm-hmm. that's a bigger issue. But get him like he he. You had to know Sebastian was in danger. Yeah, Victor's not an idiot, which we are learning more and more. Yeah, he's very he's very close to tracking them. They waterboard Sebastian until he gives them up. Like that's the thing is you can't really you have to cut him some slack. They were waterboarding him. He is weak. That is some <laughs> dark stuff. Like they put a towel over your head and pour water. Over I know it what so waterboarding yeah. is. Well, it's I wouldn't be. I'd be like they're over there. Right, but you're not supposed to be Renard's right-hand security double agent guy. Well, he's like a little guy. That's true. See, that's why I'm a Meisner fan. I would love to know what kind of Vessin, and I'm dying to know what kind of Vessin Meisner is. I would love to know what Sebastian is. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too, when we see um, the Barat. 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 I apologize. Um, when they, uh, Voga, when they're sniffing around for Adeline, then we finally get to see them. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting for... Which we saw a little bit of in Portland mm-hmm. when Nick was cornered by a group of, I think it was four of the Verat, and he yeah. just like took them all down. Like It was breathing. He was just like, boom, 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 boom. Right. But I, I want... Win. I'm very excited to see um, Sebastian and Meister. It it would feel... and I feel like wouldn't he have vogued in that moment when he's like all depressed and stuff in the van? Like he's like crying. He gave up his friends. No, because he's weak. But like, but it would inform, I guess, for me, so much of his character to know his species, right? Or if he's not a species, like this is the big question of everyone around the royals: mm-hmm. Are they Vessin or not? Yeah, who's human? 
it, but like we, so we see Renard, and like when he vogues, he's like pseudo hex and beast. Like he's mm-hmm. like part. He's got like not his whole face. He's got his eyes are still like a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, that's a, one of our only uh, things we've seen of like a cross species person. Mm-hmm. So what are the royals? What are the royals? And I don't, I don't, I can't even have a prediction because we don't have enough information about it. Well, I think it might be safe to assume that because when we see Renard um, Voga, he's only half Hexenbeast. Yes. The other half stays the same. But so what, is it just that they have magical ability? They're like humans with magical abilities, essentially? I think they might actually just be wealthy people. Well, because, well, no, because Renard does have some kind of magical ability because he's a royal. He's able to wake Juliet. Mm. And like he's able to wake her from the coma by kissing her, which is the Prince Charming right. story of like of all that. So there are special traits mm-hmm. that the royals have. Maybe they're not. I don't know if they're super strong, like Vesson. We need more information. Yeah. So I really and I I really hope we're gonna get it by the end of the season. It looks like we it, might. We have to with the baby. Like that's yeah. where they're going. I mean, we still have good a good seven episodes left or so. Mm-hmm. I think there's 22 episodes this season. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of time to get to it. There's also a lot of time for Wu to finally find out what the the a whole all of this we've been talking about because mm-hmm. Wu's been kept in the dark for a long time. Do you think he's going to find out? I I I want him to. I think after but this I wonder episode, if I think he is. But I but I want him to so bad that I think that that might be informing my. Mm. I think after this episode, we've been set back to him. Like, you know, let it go. That's where I think we're at. I think we're not. Gonna, he's not going to find out for another season or so. Yeah. Yep. I guess. I mean, they could. They've definitely put in place enough that they could get away with not telling him. Mm-hmm. But this two, like he had these two episodes to have like a nice little arc. Finally, Reggie Lee got like some sc- actual like emotions on screen. He got some... a first name. Yeah, Drew. Drew Wu, the most unfortunate name ever. Yep. But it was supposed to be Lu Wu, which is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it might as well just be Cindy Lu Who. Yeah, that's. What I like to call him. <laughs> You're calling him Cindy Lou Who? Yeah, definitely. Cindy Lou Wu. Um, <laughs> no. Um, but so they, I mean, Nick and Hank are still debating on telling him. Mm-hmm. I thought that that moment where he's in the hospital and he's like, he's fine, he's calm, he seems like he's dealing with it, but like he's not, he he's still confused. That seems like they're about to decide to tell him. And then they get the call. Mm-hmm. And they're off again. I think what's really interesting is to see um, Hank and Juliet look at this from two – like, they're both humans with no con- – like, no special abilities. Mm-hmm. And they both have opposing views on whether they should tell him. And that's really an interesting discussion. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's And it's a great parallel with the whole uh, – the council mm-hmm. dealing with it, this episode because – what happens when people do find out? I mean, now you have Hank and Juliet that are fully aware. So they're clearly not just hunting down individuals yeah. that are aware. So there are people in the world that know what's there's preventing even, them from telling anybody, I guess, is the council. Well, there's even that there was a term for people who know but aren't. Yes. It was a big German term. 
I can't even try. I think I know what it is, but if it's like Kotenton Zeitgeit or something, sure. but that's not even close. I Googled it and was like, well, I'm giving up. I, I tried it. There was that week where I tried to like sign off using it and I failed miserably. So I just don't try anymore. On Good. Those. Anubis is the super easy one to say. Of Finally. All the vests. Of all the vests and Anubis is one of the easiest. Mm-hmm. Um, but Juliet, I think really is who helped him get over it. And mm-hmm. it almost, it almost te- te- tears me on whether or not. It could have gone the same thing. It could have gone either way based on what she's saying. Yeah. Because she tells him about her ghosts that were like her memory coming back. Right. And she says, I decided it didn't really matter whether it was real or not. Mm-hmm. And that's what pushes him to get over it. He's, we, he wakes up in the night. He's paranoid. He picks up a chair. He's going to smash the thing. And then he sees there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did, what, what do you want him to find out? I think right now their posse is getting a little big. And I think that's why they decided not to let Wu into it. I think too many people know at this point it's too complicated. And I think that we need to see them working as a team for a little bit longer before we bring more people in. Because Juliet only got brought in fully this season. Yeah. Early in the season, she finally got brought in fully. She finally gets everything. Yeah. So I think waiting at least another season is what they're going to have to do until they can make, you know, more additions to this group. Yeah. And I mean, it was, they talk about how it might fry his brain. Mm-hmm. But he's in the hospital. You know, it's just a dumb, dumb story. It's just a dumb, dumb story. He's like just chanting at himself yeah. to get himself. And it was a bad vest. And like, it Monroe's not a great vest to come in on because he's mm-hmm. a wolf. Like, Rosalie, I think, is a little easier. Oh, yeah. Because she's adorable. Yeah, well, <laughs> you just want to pet her. Yeah, exactly. You just want to scratch behind her ears, and but yeah. she's so, but like that, like Brie Turner is so yeah attract. Like, she's so cute that like it's just a perfect like she's the best looking person on the show for me because she's got the Fuchs bow side. It's cute that you're blushing. I am a little bit. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> notice until you said it, but I am blushing a little bit. Um. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, see now I don't know what to say. No, but but Wu is who's nuts. And now he's just now he's just nuts but masking it. Mm-hmm. And so I still say at the end of it and I even wrote it down in my notes, Nick and Hank are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I said it last week and I I wasn't and then at this episode I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're being fine. Maybe it's cool. Maybe they're doing the right thing. I still maintain. I still felt like at the end of the episode, whether or not they're right, I still felt like they were being dicks. I think uh, the writers have made it so that Wu can just he's accepted it, and it's not going to be brought up again for a while until they need it to be. Yeah, until Wu is needed on some case. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, I just wanted to, if we could, to the uh, back to the baby for a second. Yes. I just wanted to point out that I, I've said it before, and I I stand by it. It seems like this baby, which everyone is after, they're still after the idea of a baby. No one has yet. One, we know it's a girl. Does she have a name? We haven't gotten a name yet. Yeah. Two, no one cares about the child. There's a baby. Everyone's like, oh, we need this baby because it's part royal. Oh, we need this baby because it's special. No one cares that it's a child. 
Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's a it's a magic. It's almost a magical artifact in a way. Mm-hmm. This like part royal, part hex and beast baby that people are passing around as like a thing that can help them regain power. It's like the coins, the coins mm-hmm. of Xanthos. That there's there's so little regard for life yeah. in the Vessen royal world, and Nick is the voice of reason almost. He's the well, he's the first person that's been like, can we not? like kill each other right can i not cut off your head that might be better for everybody mm-hmm. and everyone's like no that's what are you are you crazy yeah um and that actually transitions nicely it's a big theme that was a theme in uh this week's grim graphic novel tell me about the graphic novel um what we have we had uh this uh it was grim the warlock which is the grim the warlock number four it's the final issue of that miniseries mm-hmm. The, it's very conf- the, the graphic novels for Grimm have become very confusing for me because there's th- there's the show storyline going on, and then there's two different novels which both have Nick dealing with two completely different things in two completely different places. So, mm-hmm. but they come out one like back and forth, back and forth. So I've had to like sit down and rethink like where I am. <laughs> um, I didn't love this issue. I was not. It, I didn't think that the they wrapped up the they built they were building and building this warlock mm-hmm. character who's like uh they, it's like a witch in the so he's like casting spells and like killing people for rituals in each one of these things but this episode like this one they're trying to wrap it up and almost like they felt like they didn't know what to do with mm-hmm. it it was very expositiony a lot of show to, like show like telling instead of showing like where Nick's explaining all the stuff and there's some cool stuff in there like there's a Vesson who's it's like bees, and they're using these this special pollen to entrance people because he wants anarchy. He wants to cause anarchy because he feels that Nick is destroying the way that Vesson and Grimm's and Royals and everybody interact. Mm. And he's like, "You are the way of the future. I have to stop you because he doesn't want. He wants it to remain the way it was, where everybody just kills everybody." Mm-hmm. And Nick's like, "No." Let's all be peaceful. Peace is good. Peace oh, is Nick. good, man. Um, <laughs> what a hint. He wants, but the guy wants to preserve. The warlock wants to preserve the old ways. And I like. There's a nice little twist where, like, how they stop it mm-hmm. is because it's pollen. They just give everybody allergy medication. Interesting. <laughs> like an antihistamine. I love it. <laughs> Which is that would be a great thing for an episode to deal with. Mm-hmm. That part felt really real. Um, but Nick and Juliet are, like, not in a great place in this one, where Hank's like, you gotta go spend some time with Juliet. Whereas on the show, they're very happy together. Yeah. Everything's going great. I would love if there was a little bit more consistency between the different storylines that we have going on. But there's still, like, more Grimm is great. I want more Grimm. And this is, we've only got two more issues of Grimm graphic novels at all. Hmm. Um, number, there's Grimm number 11 and Grimm number 12, and then they're, they're cutting it off. To, uh, for now, we we don't know if it's coming back with next season. I don't know. Maybe the sales haven't been great. Maybe. Um, but I'd love to see more. I've seen more that tied with the show directly. Some sort of like companion to the show. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this is just like they took the characters and they did another story mm-hmm. with the same set of characters. I want to give me a detective Wu comic book. That <laughs> would be fun. Give or give me. 
uh, one of the side characters that we haven't gotten to spend a lot of time with. Like, we can go off. I would love to even follow Alexander and the council. Of course you would. <laughs> or just give me a grim history lesson. Yeah. That's what I want. That's what you want. I want a grim history textbook. That is what we need. I would I would spend $35 on that hardcover bound grim encyclopedia. I believe it. I probably – I'm like, I would really I? Believe it. I probably would. Yeah. Marketing department at NBC. Are you listening? Yeah. I'm sure they'll have one at Comic-Con this year. Maybe. They did have a grim forest one year. Mm. That you get to walk around and then you get to walk around the trailer. It was That's fun. Terrifying. Um, but, the, I mean, it was – the graphic novel was okay. Nothing compared to this episode, which I just loved. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on this episode? Um, final thoughts. Uh, it was really nice to see Anne Dudek, who played Professor Vera Gates. Yes. She, uh, you may know her from White Chicks, uh, House, or Covert Affairs. Yeah, I knew, I recognized her from House, yeah. not <laughs> as chicks. much from White Chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Though I have seen that movie yeah. more times than I care to say. Yeah. She was uh, on House and then recently on Covert Affairs. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, it was a great guest role for her to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was, and it, it's always nice when they get somebody that you that you recognize, you're familiar with, and they can come in and just do a nice little part. Yeah. Um, I love that again. She explained it away at the end. Mm-hmm. That like she she saw the Anubis, mm-hmm. which is like stop doing that if you're going to get the council involved. Like stop showing off to people. Yeah. Um. And then Nick just convinced her again, paralleled with Lou. Mm-hmm. You you don't know what you saw. You hit your head really hard. It was so human to be yeah. like, oh, it must have been. A and mistake. she just writes it off. Yep, she writes it off. Um, well, let's uh, let's move into predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Predictions. I did not get to see. I had to watch on Hulu this week. Uh-huh. Did you catch the next week on? I did. Next week um, is a circus of uh, Vessen. What? Yeah. I love when um, sci-fi fantasy shows have like a circus of weirdos come in. I love when they do that. Um, and they also had a – it was uh, next time on Grimm there was a circus. And in the coming weeks, um, Nick's mom – Yes. And she's going to be helping Adeline and Meisner or Madeline uh get <laughs> uh into back into the country. Okay. So we know that they at least get out of the woods. Yes. They... Literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tree pun. I love it. <laughs> um I that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um the uh, there's a lot I mean with powers there's a lot that a circus can do. Yeah. So I think that'll be great. I would I th- once if once Kelly Burkhart gets to them, that's going to be the real trick. I mean, Sean's got a lot of pull, mm-hmm. where he can just call in like big passports, I'm sure, and stuff like that, and he'll yeah. get them out. It'll be really fun to see how that develops as we get closer and closer to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. We're still waiting on word about season four. I think I think we're I think, I think we're safe. It's pretty solid. Grimm's one of the top. I think it's the highest rated Friday night drama yeah. right now. And it works so well on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they know they have their audience there. Yeah, they do. And they have you guys at home yeah, watching, and then you just can't get enough, so you come here. <laughs> um, well, that's going to do it for the this week's Grim After Buzz show, Once We Were Gods. Mm-hmm. I, just, I can't say it enough. This is one of my favorite episodes. I want more history stuff. More. Yeah. History. I'm such a nerd that I keep asking for history stuff. 
Well, hopefully next week we'll uh, all be here. Yes. Uh, hopefully we can get knock on wood. This is glass. Yeah. Uh, knock on knock on wood. <laughs> hopefully we can get Dylan in here next week. I'm sure he'll be his voice will be back and he'll be yeah. able to talk to us. Yell. Uh, where can the people find you? The people can find me online at yell.tv. That's y a e l .tv. I even have uh, interviews from last year's Comic Con with the cast of Grimm, so check it out. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at yell teagle. That's y a e l t y g i e l. Uh, well, I'm Zach Wilson. You can catch me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. That's Zach with a C-H. And you can also catch me here at AfterBuzz on Helix, Archer, and later tonight on Resurrection. I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.